I'm Samantha Olds Fry, CEO of the Illinois Association of Medicaid Health Plans, and this is Sam Says, a podcast series focused on Illinois Medicaid managed care. Hello, I'm Durando Beverly with the Gemini Group, and welcome to Sam Says. On today's episode, we sit down with Dr. Melissa Clark, Senior Medical Director, Healthcare Transformation and Health Equity at 3M Health Information Systems. But before we do that, let me welcome our host, the Sam and Sam Says, Samantha Olds Fry, CEO of I'm Hip. Sam, how are you today? I'm great. How are you doing, Durandal? I am doing well. So uh, let's bring in our special guest again. We have Dr. Melissa Clark with us. Dr. Clark, welcome to Sam Says. Thanks so much for having me. Pleasure to be here. So we we appreciate you being here and we're excited about today's conversation. Uh, Today, we're gonna be talking about improving health outcomes. But before we do that, let's lay the foundation a bit for our listeners. Can you give us uh, just a little bit about 3M uh, Health Information Systems and what uh, are social determinants of health? Absolutely. Well, 3M Health Information Systems is a division of the healthcare business group um, uh, at 3M. And what we do is we um, work behind the scenes in healthcare to ensure that the healthcare system uh, is able to understand, process, analyze information in order to improve processes of care and improve health outcomes for uh, the populations of the clients that we serve. And to dive into that a little bit uh, more, Dr. Clark, you know, I don't think that people sort of naturally take the connection of data and analytics and uh, social factors and healthcare sort of all together. I think people instinctively think of those as um, sort of separate um, thought processes or processes in general. However, you and I know that they're absolutely integral into providing quality health care. Can you talk a little bit about why it's important to take into account those social factors when we discuss providing health care and then sort of the role that data plays um, in that? Absolutely. Well, you know, I the first the second part of the question was what are social determinants of health? So I think we probably could start there and then talk about why they're important. So there are those those non-medical factors that either help or hinder a person from achieving the best possible health. So let's think about diabetes. It's a disease with a lot of moving parts, the need for self-care, understanding health instructions, potentially going to a lot of different specialists and having to coordinate that. So it becomes much less likely that you'll be successful at managing your diabetes if you have a job with no health insurance benefits, for example, or lack of transportation or childcare options to make your multiple doctor appointments, or live in a neighborhood with little access to fresh produce or exercise spaces, or have an unstable housing situation or utilities where you can't keep your insulin cold. And then there are also those social factors that predispose individuals to develop chronic disease in the first place, or if they have it, accelerate its progress. So those are mainly stresses that are unfortunately disproportionately experienced by minority populations and and the poor that are related to untreated trauma due to lack of mental health access, systemic racism and discrimination, substandard education and over-policing. So, you know, if we just focus on the delivery of medical care with all, without also focusing on those social determinants we've discussed, you can't really significantly 
improve health outcomes and the likelihood that that individual with diabetes will live successfully and won't develop complications is very low. And so when you talk about the importance of data, um, when you as a healthcare payer or provider are taking care of large numbers of patients, it's important to be able to understand how you're doing in terms of moving the needle in terms of improving the health outcomes of all your patients. And that's where the collection and the processing of that data to give an accurate overview or picture um, of the challenges that your population face, faces comes into play. So we know that 80% of what affects health outcomes happen outside the traditional sphere of the doctor's offices. Uh, all those things that I mentioned. And so as we shift to a system where doctors and um, uh, payers are accountable for how well their patients are doing and payment is linked to that, you really have to be able to capture and quantify the social factors that impact your patients and understand how those factors are affecting the person's likelihood of being hospitalized or having complications or being readmitted after a hospital admission or visiting the emergency department or even their mortality. Thank you so much for laying out such a strong foundation for this conversation um, and really teeing up sort of what we're talking about um, in terms of social determinants and social factors uh, why they're so so critical. And, and I think you've already sort of started this, Dr. Clark, in terms of your um, outline. But, you know, I think some people think, well, why can't we just get this information from asking the patient? You know, they're in front of us. Why don't we just have them do a health risk assessment or a health risk screening? Um, and why isn't that one component enough? Why do we need this sort of larger data set um, and, and larger component of analytics to be really successful in addressing these social factors and social determinants. Sure. So you can absolutely ask the patient. That's the best source of information. But there are a couple of challenges to that. Number one, um, the way that providers are held responsible or accountable is they are um, assigned patients, anybody who's come to see them in the last two years. So they're responsible for the outcomes for an entire, that entire population of individuals. And we know not everybody goes to the doctor on a regular basis, right? So if the person's not in front of you, you can't really ask them those questions. And then a lot of providers, unfortunately, you know, they have little time with the patient. And so they are not reliably integrating the capture of that social data into their workflow. And then the third part of it is Z codes, which are the way that that information is captured and coded for, aren't really complete in terms of being able to capture all the things that are actionable. And so therefore the, the, the data that's available for view and analysis to understand the very factors that I talked about is limited for all those reasons. And so it's important then to turn to other sources of data. Um, so one source of data is geographic data that tells you about specific neighborhoods down to census tracts and even smaller areas where you can see things like, well, if my patient lives in this area, I know that they're not going to be around a grocery store that sells fresh produce or 
um, the number of people in that area that own a car or, or public transportation goes to that area is difficult. So it'll be harder for them to get to appointments. And so we see that interventions can be designed to help um, populations that live in marginalized communities get the services they need and have improved um, possibilities for attaining um, uh, maximal health. And that makes sense. It's almost like the data you're getting from patients, those are going to be your most engaged patients, right? Like those are the people that are coming into your office if you're a clinician or if you're a health plan, they're going to be the ones who are, you can locate that you're getting your HRA, your health risk assessment or your health risk screening on. But we all know there are gaps and often those gaps may be those hardest to reach members, those most at risk members. So you need that other data to create sort of that full, full picture. And can you talk a bit, Dr. Clark, about how the 3M solution and and 3M as a company sort of help in addressing the effects of social factors and health outcomes and sort of how you paint that full picture for both plans um, or payers? And then also, obviously, there's a provider component there as well. Absolutely. So, you know, health plans, as we mentioned, and providers are now accountable not just for the to provide care but also make sure that the care that they provide is impactful and decreases inefficiencies in the healthcare system and improves results in the patients getting better. Um, so for example, more primary care upfront can decrease ED visits or even hospital admissions for a patient with diabetes. The more complex the person is, so if they also have heart failure or kidney disease on top of their diabetes, more frequent touch points are needed. So it's important for them to understand how medically complex each patient is and their population as a whole is. So 3M Health Information Systems provides data-driven approaches to understanding how patients differ in their medical complexity and therefore how their utilization of healthcare and resources might differ. And the methodology we use for this is called clinical risk groups. It um, takes all their healthcare data from all their touch points across the healthcare system and can show how um, how medically complex they are and how that impacts their likelihood um, for what we call potentially preventable events, going to the emergency department, getting readmitted, um, a hospitalization. And so if you can impact upfront the individuals who are more medically complex, you can help them have better health outcomes. But as since we discussed before, 80% of health outcomes are influenced by social factors, not just medical complexity, it makes sense to combine a clear understanding of a person's social complexity, both individual data and geographic data, with their medical complexity to understand how they impact um, each other and together determine whether they're at risk for those potentially preventable events. So the 3M methodology that we use for this is called the 3M Social Determinants of Health Analytics Tool. Uh, it comes out of our relationship with a company called Socially Determined, and it allows users, payers, and providers of care to gain actionable insights into how to improve the health outcomes of the populations that they serve from that holistic picture. That makes so much sense because, you know, clinically we know that just because you have a condition, um, you have diabetes, for example, that does not necessarily make you high risk. There are all these other factors that come into play. And so if you're not taking those into account, 
you're once again sort of missing that that fuller picture, um, both from an individual perspective, but also from a population perspective of who you're serving um, and who your patient mix, you know, is. Yeah. Now, we've talked a lot about sort of the data component. And as a policy wonk and a data nerd, I love this. But I think that for some folks, sort of bringing it down to that personal or more tangible perspective, I think is always helpful. Do you have sort of any, you know, reflections or, you know, personal story that sort of just comes to mind about where you've seen the social determinants of health, those social factors and the, and sort of that the data component, you know, um, being a barrier to reaching successful health outcomes and then how those have been overcome because of, you know, the insights that you guys have been able to provide. Yeah, absolutely. So um, um, just a personal story. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Can you repeat the last question? Yeah. So just the, you know, do you have any reflection or personal story that, that comes to mind, you know, where you see sort of social determinants of health sort of being that barrier uh, to reaching those successful health outcomes. Oh, absolutely, yes, sorry. Um, So in the previous practice that I was associated with where I was vice president for population health, um, it was an integrated clinical network. We were a patient-centered medical home and we specialized in providing holistic care, especially to individuals with opioid use disorder. And we also provided care coordination services. I remember one patient in particular who had several emergency department visits, unfortunately for opioid overdose, and inconsistently came into the practice for their buprenorphine therapy, which is the medicine that's used to treat opioid use disorder. And so we did screening uh, on all our patients for social determinants of health. And for her, housing insecurity was a huge issue. Once we were able to work with her on her housing through the Department of Behavioral Health housing program in the city, um, we were able to find housing for her and her no-show rate for for her primary care appointments went down to basically nothing, and as well as her emergency department visits for opioid overdose. And, And I think it shows that housing instability, as well as treatment for mental health, are two of the factors that are most correlated with whether someone is consistent with their opioid use disorder treatment. When somebody is couch surfing, the instability and the anxiety that comes from that makes it really difficult to get employment, stick with consistent medical care or address anything that's really higher in that Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And that makes so much sense of how that, you know, intervention can improve, you know, not just that direct, you know, sort of initial clinical intervention, clinical outcome you want um, in terms of, you know, this, this patient, you know, managing their addiction, coming into the, the, doctor's office on a regular basis, but then also, you know, what is that ripple effect later, you know, down the road in terms of just improving, you know, health outcomes um, in the the long run for this patient. And so it's a, it's just such a crystallization of why, you know, sort of the, the taking into account social determinants, either provided directly from the patient or through sort of these, these insights that, um, that we, that, providers and plans can get from 3M are so, 
so critical. And so sort of, you know, as a final question, um, and as we sort of wrap up this discussion today and we think about these three M insights and social determinants of health, you know, what can health plans do with the insights that they get from 3M to sort of have more of those success stories like what you just outlined, Dr. Clark, and really build upon um, the data and the information that you're providing them. Absolutely. So, you know, a lot of times uh, people approach care management and health plans from a one size fits all. And as you mentioned, just the two examples that we talked about, diabetes, somebody with diabetes alone with no complications is very different than somebody who has diabetes, congestive heart failure, and COPD, who might also uh, be food insecure. And so that puts them in a much different risk category. And the 3M Social Determinants of Health Analytics tool, because it's undergirded first understanding someone's medical complexity, so not just taking a narrow disease-based approach, but understanding holistically all the different um, uh, medical challenges that make them more complex, and then overlay it with the social factors, makes you be able to have a much more targeted approach to your care management. You can make informed decisions that are patient-centered and interventions that are more appropriately tailored. You can then also identify trips to the ER, readmissions, those potentially preventable events that could have been avoided had more proactive care been provided and start to provide that proactive care. You can also identify rising risk. So kind of see something before it happens because you know that these constellation of factors leads to these poor outcomes. And again, intervene before you even get to that point. And for health plans that are taking in new beneficiaries, new members, and they might not have the clinical data on them yet, this information up front is, is really worth a lot in being able to do proactive outreach. And then you can also resource your providers in a health plan network who maybe many of them may be taking care of patients who are more socially and medically complex. You can make sure that they have the adequate resources and reimbursement for doing the extra work that it might take to ensure health equity and make sure that everybody's on a level playing field when it comes to opportunity to achieve um, health outcomes. And then finally, I think you can understand the most common social barriers for your populations, identify what resources are needed, and partner with the right community-based organizations, or set up the right kinds of uh, interventions. So example, if many of your patients live in a food desert, sponsoring farmers markets with vouchers that they can then take to the farmers markets to get fresh produce. So there are a lot of opportunities when you have that holistic uh, view of your population and understand them and what their particular challenges and complex needs are. Okay. All right. I think that's a good spot for us to, to wrap it up. Uh, I personally have just been enjoying it and you guys could have gone for another hour or so, but uh, I think that's a good spot for us to wrap it up there. Uh, we want to give a special thank you to I'm Hip Trusted Partner 3M Health Information Systems and Dr. Melissa Clark for taking some time to talk with us today. Dr. Clark, we'd hope that um, you know in the future you'd be willing to come back and join us for another episode of Sam Says to keep the conversation moving with Sam, if you don't mind. I'd be happy to. Thanks for the great conversation this morning. All right. Well, appreciate you being here. And uh, 
enjoy your weekend and hopefully you get out there and enjoy the links. <laughs> <laughs> Same to you. Sam, before we wrap up again, there's great conversation with you and Dr. Clark. Um, before we wrap, anything new that you learned or, or something that you found interesting that you're going to be keeping tabs on as we move forward from here? Absolutely. I mean, I think obviously Dr. Clark is somebody who, you know, has just such a, a, a wealth of knowledge and, and has so many wonderful insights on all of this. Um, but I think just reminding our, our listeners, as we've heard over and over again, sort of that 80% number, right? Like that 80% of our health outcomes are really determined by social factors outside of a clinical setting. Um, and just the recognition and the importance of taking those into account when we're interacting with people from a population perspective or from an individual perspective. And then the other component that I, I think that we, as we discuss social determinants and as we discuss risk, what we often forget to mention and sort of take into account is that rising risk. And the idea that you can use data to sort of, you know, proactively coordinate care around our members, around um, our most, you know, vulnerable, you know, in the state and sort of change that trajectory and that there is that, that ability and we can, we see that. Um, I think it's just critical to understand that, that we have a preventative component and then we have sort of that, that treatment um, perspective or sort of de-escalating risk, um, but not taking, not forgetting about that rising risk. I think it's just so critical. And I'm so glad that Dr. Clark was able to, you know, remind us of that ability. All right. That's a great call. Great call to wrap up the session. Uh, if you enjoyed what you've heard today, uh, we encourage you to visit the I'm Hip website at imhip.net. That's I-A-M-H-P.net to learn more about what the association is doing and to listen to other interesting podcasts like this one. We also encourage you to like and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And if you're interested in becoming a trusted partner like 3M Health Information Systems, I encourage you to reach out to I'm Hip's Chief Operating Officer, Elena Kennedy, or visit the website again at imhip.net. On behalf of Sam and the wonderful team at the association, I'm DeRondel Beverly with the Gemini Group. We appreciate you listening to another episode of Sam Says. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon.